you thought it was safe to go back in the water. But what's that lurking beneath the surface? Why, it's just America's wettest podcast, The Pod People. <laughs> I'm Matisse Van Rossum. Saltier than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets. And, you know, they say that housing is so expensive nowadays, but I found just the biggest steal... You are looking at the owner of the latest luxury condo on Shark Island. What's it called? Uh, it's Shark Island Condominiums. Wow, classic. Well, this is uh this is what we call a uh, a pod people original flavor. Cleveland's not here. And, um, you know, since he's not here, then that means that uh, I get to say all the slurs that he won't usually let me say. Starting... <laughs> he has them written all down for us. I, yeah, I, I, have, I have a list of, uh, of all the slurs that Cleveland doesn't normally let me say, and I'm going to say them uh, on this episode, starting with the most important slur of all, Jaws. Two. <laughs> Jaws has to be a slur for sharks, right? It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we're back in the water. This was my pick, and I picked Jaws 2. Uh, the the Quickening. <laughs> the Quickening, the sequel to Jaws. We all remember Jaws, the classic Steven Spielberg masterpiece that... Uh, uh, created the summer blockbuster. And Jaws 2, which was released in 1978, three years after the original, asks an interesting question. What if it happened again? Yeah, well, it's funny because uh, Jaws is the original blockbuster, right? Right. And this is the uh, original creatively bankrupt cash grab sequel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Before we started recording, I was reading up a little bit on the backstory of this movie. And it's really funny because, you know, Spielberg, after making Jaws, was like, I'll never do a sequel. That's cheap carny stuff. I don't need to revisit it because I've made a perfect shark movie with Jaws. Yeah. Which is fair. That, you know, you know ties off the story nicely at the end. Doesn't really leave room for a sequel. But, but by God. But yeah, the producers had James Cameron mindset where it's just an S at the end with a dollar sign. So they're like, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, they they really they really missed out on an opportunity to have two sharks in this one. Right. You know, you got to go more in exactly. the sequel after all. But Well, okay. yeah. I mean, that that has been a theme for a lot of the sequels we've talked about this year is like doing it again, but more. Yeah. And uh, this film uh, doesn't opt for that. It instead opts to just do the same thing again. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really funny. I was but reading, without Steven Spielberg. I was reading up on the original plan for this movie they had two ideas right so the first idea was a prequel talking about the uss indianapolis originally. telling a quint story yeah and the other idea the one that uh there was a different director originally attached to this and who had done like 18 months of pre-production and they were like a month or two into filming before he got shit canned jesus um 
apparently it was a much darker tone. It was the guy who directed uh, Let's Scare Jennifer to Death, actually, was originally oh, okay. slated to direct Jaws 2. And uh, it was about... So a horror film. It was focused on... Yeah, it was focused on Amity after the events of the first film. It's in complete economic collapse because you know no one wants to no one wants be in to a go town. yeah to the island where a bunch of people got eaten by a huge shark yeah yeah and you know it still has the same mayor but he's in dire straits and there's this slimy sort of condo guy coming in to make condos in the place and you know they're jumping on the idea because of economic opportunity so it's kind of a battle because they really want it to be made so the town isn't completely bankrupt anymore, but there's still sharks out there. Okay. And you get elements of that in this one, but it's kind of glossed over in a lot of respects. Apparently, the reason the guy got fired was Roy Scheider's wife in the movie. Uh, I can't remember her character's name. Ellen, Ellen Brody. Yeah, Ellen. Uh, she was the producer's wife. The producer was like, yeah, I want her to have more screen time. Throw her in the boat with Brody at the end because, you know, she should have her moment. Sure. And he's like, no, that's stupid. There's no reason Brody would do that after the events of the first right, movie. Right, there's no reason he'd take his wife on the boat with him. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm assuming this producer got his wish eventually when they made Jaws 4, The Revenge. <laughs> because that one's all about Ellen Brody being chased all the way to the Bahamas by, by a shark. By a roaring shark. By a roaring shark. Maybe we'll do Jaws the Revenge someday. Oh, man, um, that is a special movie. <laughs> man, both of those potential plots that you described sound way more interesting than uh, what they opted for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen this movie since I was probably like 12 or 13. Um, and I, I remembered bits and pieces. Uh, I think there's some fun set pieces in this movie. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's very obvious that they were trying to uh, recapture the magic of the original Jaws. I'm surprised how much of the original cast they got back. I mean, Roy Scheider is obviously back as uh, as Chief Brody. Um, Murray Hamilton's back as the mayor. Even some of the, like, bit characters are back. Like, one of, like, uh, one of Ellen Brody's friends is there, who's from the first one. The, like, police deputy from mm -hmm. the first one is in this one. Like, they, they, like, got a lot of the people back didn't get uh, um, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. There's there's a throwaway line about him being on uh, an oceanic exploration in the Antarctic. So that's why uh, they, they couldn't call him in to help in this one. Um, see, I want to see Antarctic Jaws. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, well, it's funny, the backstory of Roy Scheider being in this movie too, because apparently he was originally going to be in the movie the deer hunter mm -hmm. um which was shooting around the same time and like two weeks before he quit and the studio was like you're still under contractual obligation so you're gonna do jaws 2 now wow <laughs> well he sure did yeah and he's doing his best
You know, it's funny because he clearly didn't want to do this movie. Like, he even got in, like, a fight with the director at one point. Like, a fist fight. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, Awesome. But he's still, like, the best part of the movie, probably. I mean, he's great. Like, he is definitely the best part of the movie. Um, But, like, man, they really just retread so much of the same shit from the first movie. But without the like energy and talent that steven spielberg has yeah and like i think it really emphasizes like the qualities of the first one because i think for example in this movie i feel like the first half of it is really really slow and kind of boring yes i agree just because they don't understand how to ramp up tension you see the shark very early in this movie right and you get a nice sprinkle of set pieces throughout but it doesn't feel like the stakes are being continually raised yeah i mean i get why they show the shark earlier in this movie because it's like at this point this is the sequel like why hide the shark again they already did that right yeah but i mean it really does follow just like the exact same sort of like sequence of events of like a couple of people sort of sort of dying mysteriously and Brody freaking out and the mayor and the city council being like, hey, you're overreacting. This is definitely not a shark. If we spread panic, then nobody's going to come to the beach and spend money on our island. It's like, we've been through this. Did everybody on the island develop amnesia except for Brody? Is he the only one who remembers the events of three years prior? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, they still have that condo subplot in there. I mean, barely. But it's so light. That, like, it barely constitutes it's, anything different. You you can't even call it a subplot, I don't think. Because, like, it literally just is, like, the movie starts with them doing, like, a grand opening of, like... I think it's literally a Holiday Inn on the island. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, like, a little money tree. Yeah, there there's a money tree. They're giving away a scholarship to some high school student. At one point, and, they're showing off the, the beach, too. And, yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's so minor. It's, like, yeah, it's it's not, like, it's not a thing at all. And just like in the first one, there's, like, all of this evidence that there's a monstrous shark out here killing people. They find an orca whale washed up on the beach with, like, huge bite marks out of it. Um, you know, people are going missing. They, there's the, the boat explosion, which honestly is probably the most fun part of the yeah. of the first half of the movie i do like that set piece that set piece is very um, funny i do like that set piece but still it's like the movie starts with like a couple of divers finding the the wreck of the orca um and then you know the shark shows up and kills them but like they uh they have like a big underwater camera and it takes a picture of the shark like as it's killing them and so they find the camera and develop it and and Brody's got like 
a blurry picture of the shark. He's like, look, it's a fucking shark. And they're like, that looks like seaweed to me. I think you're just overreacting. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> it's so it's so frustrating. Like, it's frustrating in the original, but you feel frustrated for the characters more than anything else because it's like we as the audience know that there's a shark and it's like, ooh, this dastardly mayor is so focused on money that he's not willing to see what's right in front of his face, but it's, like, believable. But then when they do it in this movie, it's like, this just happened to y'all not that long ago. Well, that's the thing. Like, if it was, like, in the original script where they were, like, desperate to, you know, kickstart the economy and doing it at any cost, it would make sense. But, like... The island's doing pretty well from the look of it. Seems to be fine. And it's like, you could even do a spin on it where, like, the mayor and the city council, like, acknowledge the existence of the shark. They're like, okay, yeah, you've got convincing evidence. There is a shark, but we can't close the beaches. You know, we have to we have to keep them open. Like, we're struggling economically. Like, we, we can't scare away the tourists, so try to take down the shark, but we're not shutting anything down. Yeah. Make them more, like, directly villainous, right? Where they know the danger, but they're not willing to do anything about it. Like, even that would be more interesting. But instead, it's just, like, having to try to convince them that there's another shark. Except this time, they fire Brody for... Uh, going crazy on the beach and waving his gun around and shooting at a school of fish uh and then they're just like yeah you're you're done in this town buster yeah so he goes home and uh drinks some top shelf jack daniels <laughs> it's so funny he walks he's like oh you're drinking the good stuff and picks up the <laughs> bottle it's like jack daniels <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the good stuff all right i mean it, and then the second half of the movie it's uh, also, you know, largely set at sea, but instead of having our our tight little perfect cast of characters in, uh, you know, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, and Roy Scheider, instead we've got uh, a, a bunch of teenagers who can't act. <laughs> yeah, just uh, lost at sea, essentially, after <laughs> all of them you know, ram their sailboats into one another in a row. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty funny. Um, I mean, I I, I like the conceit of, uh, you know, them getting shipwrecked and having to sort of like lash their boats together to make a a makeshift a makeshift raft like i do like that but it is pretty funny because like when the shark attacks them they all just like ram their boats into each other (laughs) and the way it's it's like the shark doesn't even literally shown one boat hits the other hits the next one you know in a row like there's dominoes yeah Yeah. it's uh it's cartoonish (laughs) It feels like the the director was completely out of his depth to make a nautical pun yeah. uh, making <laughs> like a high budget action movie because that's not the only time like there's weirdly sequenced stuff in this movie. Like there's the 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 kite sailing stuff and then yeah. right after that there's the water skiing stuff just back to back. Yeah. And that was bizarre. And there were a few other moments where I was like, you're putting those right next to each other, huh? That That's a decision. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a movie that like really starkly puts into contrast like a great director and like a okay director. You know, because it's basically telling the same story, but the energy of the two movies is totally different. You know, comparing it to the original, it's like the first half of of Jaws is like relatively slow, I guess. Like there's there's not a whole lot of like, quote unquote, action or stuff that happens in the first half of the movie until they get onto the Orca and like set out to Mm -hmm. see. But... There's still, like, this energy to that first half of, like, even the scenes of, like, just them talking. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is just gone from this movie. It's just so low energy and, like, monotone, you know? Yeah. Uh, Well, and it's funny, too, because they definitely go bigger with the, the set pieces in there. And they go campier with it, even. Like, yeah, I I think some of that is really fun. Like we we mentioned it briefly earlier, but the the water skiing set piece is awesome. You know, it's great. Yeah, you know, seeing the, the woman trip and pour all the gasoline on herself. Yeah, what was going on there, man? <laughs> like, I get. I, I'm, I'm assuming that she was, like, she picked up the gas can to, like, try to hit the shark with it, but <laughs> the way it's cut, she just picks it up, and it looks like she just immediately dumps gasoline all yeah. over herself. Like, she was and like, then, well, I'd rather die by fire than yeah, shark. Yeah, time was like, oh, shit, I'm screwed. I better, I better set myself on fire. She just, like, dumps gas all over herself and then grabs the flare gun and shoots it at the shark. The boat explosion, pretty great though. Yeah, great. no, it's it's fun. And like the lead up to that of like having the the boat like pulling a girl water skiing and the shark is like chasing mm-hmm. them. Like that's that's, that's cool. Fun. I like that. I love the fact that after pouring gasoline on herself, her first instinct was, oh, let's grab this flare gun. Yeah, the flare gun, <laughs> right. I mean, in fairness, her boat was being, like, chomped in half by a huge shark, so I don't think she was thinking clearly, but, uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's the same kind of deal with, like, the kids crashing all their boats together. There's just, like, such slapdash disastrous decisions in this movie. It's yeah. like, it feels, stuff like that feels, uh, like, slapstick. To me, almost. Yeah. You know? Well, even Brody makes some impulsive decisions. Like, when he's uh, making his uh, cyanide bullets. <laughs> yes. That was wild and has no payoff whatsoever. Because, like, we get, we get the scene of him, like, injecting cyanide like uh liquid cyanide into the tips of his bullets and then like coating them with wax but then the next scene is the one at the beach where he's like up in the tower and he sees a school of fish but it's like a big dark shadow and he thinks it's a shark so he just like runs on the beach and just like unloads his gun into a school of fish and it's like there goes the cyanide bullets. It's like that would have been that would have been something for like later in the movie, right? When they're like out on the boat, he like realizes, "Oh shit, 
I have my special cyanide bullets and he yeah. shoots him at the shark, but oh no, it doesn't work. Something like that. But it says just like what the fuck, <laughs> you know, like and the thing about like Brody making impulsive decisions is like, I'm kind of okay with that. It makes more sense in the first movie where he's like, you know, he's afraid of the water. He's uh, the, the new shit, the, the new police chief and stuff. So he's like, nervous and uh and like tense and he's sort of balanced by the the more cool demeanors of uh of hooper and quint but in this movie it's like he's the hardened veteran he's the one who's dealt with this shit before right yeah so he should have a a cooler head maybe well that's the thing like i i would have loved to see him be like almost quint like and jaded yeah totally at this point you know he's like oh man another shark here we go again getting too old for this shit yeah let's have like a let's have like a brody uh like gearing up montage or something yeah where he just gets like an elaborate array of like weaponry like a big harpoon gun like nets and shit like yeah. that gearing up to go hunt down this shark but instead all he gets is uh is a pair of uh very small shorts <laughs> all he the looks kids, great in them <laughs> all the kids go out sailing and uh of course you know one gets gobbled up I thought that scene was kind of funny, speaking of which, where they're on the ship and or on the sailboat and the shark gets up under the sailboat and like uh, pushes it Mm -hmm. until one of them falls off and then carries the boat away. Yeah, well, and then like it. You know, I mean, there's there's some tension in that scene where, like, the shark's on one side of the boat and the girl is still in the boat, but her boyfriend's in the water on the other side. And so they're, like, both, like, trying to get to the boat first. Of course, the shark uh, gets to him before he gets to the boat. But then it, like, as it's, like, attacking him, it, like, pushes him and, like, slams his face into the boat in an, in another sort of way that is like three stooges esque. It's like it's supposed to be like it was kind of like tense and scary before that and then it's like there might as well have been like a bonk sound (laughs) you know and like he should have popped up with like little birds flying around his head. Well that's the thing he like is sopped against the boat for a few seconds and like he's looking dazed and trying you know she's trying to pull him up and then he gets pulled down. Yeah. And it it's literally a moment where you could have put those above totally. his Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> while we're while we're on the subject of uh uh cartoonish sequences in this movie, another one of my favorites is uh when the harbor patrol helicopter finds the the kids <laughs> on their on their uh raft. Just like a little dinky, like one man helicopter uh, with like pontoons so it can land on the water. But the guy flying it has like the most intense chin strap beard imaginable. <laughs> it's like, it's huge. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so big um, and uh, so square. But uh, he, you know, he lands and he's like, oh, toss me a line. I'll uh, I'll drag you over to I'll tell you over to Cable Junction and then, you know, send the Coast Guard out to come pick you up. 
Um, and, <laughs> and then the shark just pops up out of the water and just like drags the helicopter under, which uh, I do think is pretty great. I, I, like- I love that his idea was to drag multiple pontoons with his dinky little helicopter. Yeah, I mean... They're floating on the water. I think the helicopter could have done it. He, they were only like a, uh, like three quarters of a mile from where he was taking them anyway. Yeah. So there's a lot of people on those. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. But I mean, you know, helicopters. Uh, it's got enough lift. It's got enough force to lift. You know, probably a good ton of metal up into the air. So yeah, you know, I suppose maybe it's it's not. I don't think it's unrealistic. But it is funny that the helicopter is small enough for the shark to <laughs> to Just take immediately. down immediately. I love I love it too that when the uh, when the shark is like pulling it under, it's like uh, it like tips. And the the propeller is still going, so when it hits the water, it like breaks, and it's just like flinging shards of metal. Uh, it shreds all yeah. of their sails, but they're all fine. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't it go doesn't, towards them. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't hit any of the <laughs> any of the kids. That would probably be uh, too gruesome uh, for this movie. Which, speaking of, not enough of those kids die, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like two, like two of the kids die. There's like eight of them. There's yeah. like, or no, maybe maybe like ten, and like two of them die. Like the one, the one guy who falls overboard and the shark bonks his face into the side of the boat. Yeah, and then when the the rest of the boats uh like flip over and stuff, the one girl who like saves. Uh, the little kid, Sean, um, <laughs> uh, Brody's youngest son, who's there for some reason, you know, she like pushes him up onto the boat and then the shark like chomps her and that's it. Those are the only, those are the only kids who like, you've got all of these, all of these kids who I don't give a shit about. I can't imagine the audience really gives a shit about them outside of like the little kid, right? So kill some more of these kids, man. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. You got a shark. Kill kill some of the kids. Yeah, I mean, they should have killed that pedo kid. Yeah, that (laughs) kid is, uh, that was pretty, he was pretty sus, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. He, like, makes a comment when, like, the little kid is trying to figure out, like, what boat he wants to go on when they're leaving, and it's and like one of the girls comes along and is like, oh, I'll take him on my boat. And then the the fat kid is like, is like, oh yeah, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he's gonna make someone real happy. <laughs> what, yo, dog? What do you mean by that? Well, and later once they save him and pull him on, save the little kid and pull him onto the the boat. That same kid is like kissing it's like it's like tenderly kissing his face (laughs) he's like cradling him and like tenderly kissing his face and it's like okay like he's friends with his brother or whatever but like it's, (laughs) it's a little weird it's a little much it's a little weird well right before that too like the 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 little kid on the upturned boat is sort of like starting to drift away from the rest of them, so they're trying to throw the rope to him, but he's like 
shell-shocked so like he's you know sort of just like cowering mm-hmm. and so the 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 fat kid is like it's like sean if you don't listen to me i'm gonna come over there and break your ass <laughs> like yo dog what's going on <laughs> dial it down a little bit there you should uh should not be letting him near this young child yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's making some uh some weird comments and kissing him a little bit too tenderly. Uh yeah, they totally could have killed that kid. Yeah. In like every other like horror movie, like the fat kid always dies. That's what they're for and that's what fat kids are for in horror movies. Is I mean, killing. In Jaws, like which one is Jaws going to go Is the ju- is first. the juiciest. Yeah. yeah. I wish there were more kills in this movie overall. Overall, it seems like weirdly the front half of the movie, as slow and boring as it is, is has like the majority of the kills. Yeah. Well, we got that weird scene where there were like the underwater divers and one sees a shark and gets freaked out and swims up really fast and gets the bends. And that's like, completely unresolved i mean i i guess it's just used as kind of a vehicle to get uh brody down yeah to the beach but it's it's still like yeah i mean that's like that's like the added proof that like brody needs or like whatever is like oh he's an experienced diver he wouldn't have done that unless something down there scared him really bad you know but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's like, okay, it provides, it, it makes for, like, a decent jump scare, I guess. But, um, yeah, again, it's just kind of, nothing nothing really comes of that. And it's just like, yeah, and that whole last half, it's like, there's barely a body count at all. Yeah. And it's like, that's when the movie's supposed to ramp up, you know? Or, like, it would be one thing if they didn't kill off a bunch of people, and then there's some kind of, like terrible climax like in the first one when uh when quint dies like very gruesomely yeah but there's there's nothing like that you know yeah well i i look at this and i compare it to like you know one of our golden pods or i don't i don't think it's actually a golden pod but one of our personal favorites piranha 3d yeah where uh you know there's just sort of an extreme ramp up that kind of carries through the third act where this feels like it was definitely action packed, but like you're a horror movie and I get that it's a PG rated movie, but still, so was the first. Yeah. It said it at the very end. Oh geez. Yeah. I guess, uh, we did have this discussion about ratings we talked about the first one yeah i forgot the first one was pg yeah i mean ratings back in the 70s is a slightly different story but yeah i mean there's there's not really any uh blood or there's yeah you only get one scene where there's really like significant blood in the water yeah yeah it was a bummer and i mean like all right like we've gotten plenty of shark movies with plenty of gore and blood but you know it feels like it was going more crowd pleasing with the yeah. tone of it. It's just it's just the first one but 
but tamer. Yeah. It's it's really it's like the it's like the reverse of most sequels where it's the same but more. This is like the same but less. But well, it's way the same less. but more because they water it down. Right? Yeah. Like it's longer too. Yeah. It's longer too and it feels it. Yeah. It is uh it it definitely drags. The shark looks worse in this one too. Yeah. Uh, they obviously put less budget into that. I wonder. I, I did I, think that it was fun that you know after the explosion early in the movie. Oh yeah, the, it's the, like burnt it's on the side scarred. of its face. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. But we see way more of the shark in this movie, and the prop is is worse. Yeah. Um, I wonder if because of like how much of a hard time they had with the shark in the original jaws if they said like we're not putting nearly as much money into this but if they're going if you're going to do that then like hide it like there's there's a couple of shots there's the one where they're like the the two kids are like leaning over the boat and they're trying to pull like Brody's oldest son into the boat cuz he's been like knocked unconscious and like the shark is coming and they get him into the boat just in time and the shark sort of like rears up uh, out of the water and like scrapes along the side of the boat but when it hits the boat you can see the prop kind of like crumple a little yeah. bit <laughs> yeah it's like, it looks ooh. very rubbery yeah it's like it looks it looks super fake it's like it's like ooh that didn't that didn't look great either there's a, there's a couple other shots yeah. like that where the shark just looks like super duper fake they like did a lot of shots where the the shark was coming out of the water <laughs> i feel like they did that a couple times in the original original but like not nearly as many yeah they were just really going for it. Well, like the time by yeah. the time they like you like really see the shark in the original, you're like over halfway into the movie. You know, yeah. Like the first good sight we get of it is is the you're gonna need a bigger boat line, right? Where it comes up out of the water while he's chumming. Before that, you can you can kind of see it under the water, like when it atta- when it kills the dude in the lagoon, and it's like you just get a glimpse of it, mm-hmm. um, and it looks it's really subtle and nice. But like, yeah, in this movie, it's like this thing is just like jumping up out of the water all the damn time. Yeah, and it's like there are a couple times where it like bites stuff, and you can see that some of its teeth kind of bend because they're made out of rubber. It's like. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I will on, say... Put, put in a little more effort. The the fate of the shark makes some of that worth it. Yes. It because, is. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a big power cord under the water, and they, uh, they introduce it earlier in the movie when they're, you know, scraping around to find stuff. Trying to find, to find uh, uh, bodies from the the boat, the, yeah. the boat explosion, and they don't find it any bodies, but instead they get caught on the power cable. And I I thought that scene was fun actually because mm-hmm. it seems like they got caught on the shark because it's pulling. It's like pulling the boat the back. boat really yeah. fast, and then uh, you know they they get it up and it's a big power cord, and they're like. We got to be careful. We don't want to cut this because that would mean a blackout for the island. Right. 
Well, and like where the where the raft of boats ends up is uh, is uh, what they call Cable Junction. It's like just like a little island where you know they dumped a bunch of rocks, and there's like a, a power station out there. Which so they've got these big fat power cables that like run along the ocean floor to mm-hmm. like provide uh, electricity for the island and stuff like that. I feel like they could have done more with that setting yeah you know with that little with that little island they don't really do anything with it aside from you know obviously uh again brody gets the the winch caught on the cable and pulls it up out of the water and uh lures that he taunts the shark into biting it and uh electrocuting itself uh in spectacular fashion which is great yeah. like they they uh like they set that shark prop on fucking fire yeah it's it, like, awesome it's it's fucking they dope. even put like silly like lightning bolts coming out yeah. of it yeah, yeah yeah oh man it's great that shit is really charming um i will say they uh they tried to uh give brody another one-liner there um you know they it's even shot very similarly to the end of jaws you know where he blows it up and they they tried for uh for a smile you son of a but um what they came up with instead was uh what is it uh open wide take a bite or something Something like like that it's like it's like have a have a bite of this or some shit like that like it's it's i gotta look this up oh that's that's what it is open wide say ah (laughs) (laughs) it's so stupid it's It's so stupid (laughs) it's like it's one of those things where it's like i get what they're going for but this is one of those cases where like you don't want to remind people how much better the original is (laughs) but i mean i guess you know you gotta have him he's gotta say something right yeah yeah, I, but they they should have just had him use the exact same line from the original. They should have they should have done it the exact same open way. wide again, you son of a smile, you son of a. <laughs> that would have been so funny if they just did it again. Oh, <sighs> man, well, you know, I totally agree. They should have done more with that station. I feel like once they got there. Uh, Brody immediately got to them at yeah. the same time, and then uh, the electrocution stuff happened. And it would have been fun to see them stranded for a little bit, and you know, see the tension of the sharks circling. Yeah, it almost it almost feels like an anticlimax because, like, when Brody shows up there and then gets startled by the shark and crashes his boat, <laughs> um, that feels like. Uh, a moment where it's like, okay, now they're going to have to get creative to survive. You know, that feels like a point they should have gotten to much earlier in the movie. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's when things really start ramping up, right? Yeah. But instead, it's just like, then almost immediately, they kill the shark, and then the movie's over, and it's like, oh, this is what two hours was leading up to? Okay, I guess. Yeah. What they could have done is they should have killed the the shark off in that way, but then surprise there's all there's a second shark. 
Yeah. Because it's Jaws 2, so there's yeah, two of them. that was the baby shark they killed, it turns out. Well, it's funny you say that, because that is what happens in Jaws 3. <laughs> yes. Is, uh, there's one big shark, and they kill it, and it's like, oh, wait, this is the baby. And then the mom shows up, and it's even bigger. <laughs> um, yeah, so they 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 they've, did, they've, they've, they did do that, it. Yeah. Um, I uh, I have a, a, a very uh, soft spot in my heart for Jaws three. It's not a good movie, but uh, it's fun. I I like it because it's what if Jaws happened at Sea World, which is uh, <laughs> an extremely fun conceit. Yeah, that's uh, extremely dumb but amazing. It's awesome, and it was uh it was in the the it happened in the first three D boom. So it was, oh, uh, man. it was uh, shot for 3D. It was called. It was released as Jaws 3D, um, and it has some some very early uh, awful 3D effects. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I uh, like those old red and blue glasses. We'll cover Jaws 3D at some point. <laughs> I'm def- I will definitely pick that movie some point down the line. One thing I want to talk about for a second is. Uh, John Williams returns to do the score. And I Did he though? Well, that's what I was going to say. I I mentioned it while we were watching the movie, but like doing the score to a sequel has to be like the easiest gig ever, right? Like it said music by John Williams and while that is technically true, <laughs> I remain unconvinced that he actually wrote any new music for this movie uh cuz it's all the same music. Yeah, from no, the it's original. the exact same. Like <laughs> I I think paycheck ever. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably just gave him a paycheck to to reuse the stuff he wrote for the first one. And uh, I'm sure he was laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. Good, good for him. Yeah. Getting his getting his bag for little to no work. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny because this music is literally the same. I, yeah. You know, I think a, a lot of times with sequels like this, they'll sprinkle in some new with the old. Yeah. But this is... No, this is just the complete same. It's like one of those things where you expect, like, the iconic theme to still be there, you know, a la Friday the 13th or Halloween or something, like a recognizable, like, sort of musical motif. It's like, okay, this is the theme, but it's like, nah, they bought they brought out all the hits for this one, and by all the hits I mean all the shit from the first movie. Literally um, every cue we're gonna use all of them. But you know, the first Jaws has uh, an incredible score, iconic. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like uh, it's not like the, this movie has bad music. That's it's true. just it's just music that we've heard before. <laughs> but uh, you know that's okay. That's okay. Play you, you gotta play the hits sometimes. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about this movie. Would you say that Jaws 2 is essential viewing for fans of the series? No, I wouldn't. As much as we rag on it, I don't think it's a really bad movie. Um, it's competently it's, enough. It's competent. Made. It's competently made. I, it's not. It's. It lacks the the energy and excitement of the original one, but it's got a handful of good set pieces. And, you know, it's very watchable. It's too long. It's kind of boring. Um, you know, I 
at the end of last week's episode, I I described it as the most forgettable Jaws sequel, and I think that that uh, I think that is definitely true because like as bad as Jaws three and Jaws the Revenge are, they're like so bad they're memorable for how bad they are, you yeah. know? And it's like, when I think about Jaws as a franchise, like, this movie is, like, the last thing I think of. Yeah, and honestly, like, while it's very competently made, I don't even think it would, like, crack the top ten of my favorite shark movies. I don't, I don't even know, know, I don't even know if, if I, I could, could name, name ten, ten shark movies. But... I don't think it would crack the top five. Oh, definitely not. You definitely know, not. It's no. It's no Jaws or Deep Blue Deep Sea Blue Sea or the Meg. Even yeah, yeah. It's not even. It's probably not even in my top three favorite Jaws movies. If I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being real, I don't know. I haven't seen Jaws: The Revenge in a long time, uh, and I I know. That movie does have some funny stuff, but uh, man, it also has a, a lot of really boring shit yeah, too. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I won't, I won't praise the Jaws: The Revenge too much. Oh, um, man, that movie is one that we really should cover at some oh, point. Yeah. Though, oh yeah, getting stalked by a, <laughs> a shark with a vengeance. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Like this movie doesn't really. I don't know a way they could do it that wouldn't be stupid, but, like, this movie doesn't really try to give a reason for why there's just another abnormally large uh, great white in the exact same place. Yeah. Like, Brody asks, like, some scientist lady who's, like, looking at the body of of the orca whale. He's like, I know dolphins communicate, would uh could could sharks like if one shark died could it call another one to uh, to avenge it or whatever <laughs> and she's like no sharks don't do that it's like okay but is that what is that what happened here <laughs> is that what you're is that what you're expecting us to to believe that this shark is also out for revenge for them killing the one in the first why are there so many big sharks yeah out here uh yeah which i mean begs the question like you're doing one and it's a sequel might as well do a couple yeah have a few sharks have multiple sharks you know missed opportunity well i i think i don't have a ton of left to talk about with this one like it's same but more but But less (laughs) same but more but less yeah if you want to see what Jaws would be like, not directed by Steven Spielberg, it's this. Yeah, yeah. Jaws with a sloppier hand. Yeah, at the helm. I I'd say that like this is a recommendation for like completionists only. Like it really is so note for note, like the plot of the original one. That like if you have the the choice, if you're not watching the first one, then what are you doing, man? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Why don't you stick a rating on the end of there? Yeah. Um. 
I mean, like you said, it's it's competently made, so I wouldn't feel right giving it less than like a three out of five, but it definitely doesn't deserve higher than that. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. It's okay, but I'm not rushing back to this one. No. Nah. You know, there's plenty more shark movies out there that are more fun or more intense or scary or whatever you're looking for. There's probably a shark movie out there that does it better. Man, I know we've harped about this on the podcast before, but like there really just are not enough good shark movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope The Meg 2 comes out this year. Yeah, I'm so curious about that just because it's directed by Ben Wheatley. Yeah. That's still the wildest thing in the world to me. So I, I'm i very curious. And, like, the first Meg was fine. It was fun. It yeah, was it not... was fun and over the top. And But it's like, has there... For. Has... I think we've had probably had this exact same conversation before, but, like, has there been a great shark movie other than the original Jaws. I love Deep Blue Sea. It's not a great movie. <laughs> no, I, I can't really name one, like, honestly. You know, most of the ones that I like are because they're campy. Did you ever see um, Shark Night? Shark Night. No, I haven't. It came out in, uh, like... I want to say like 2009, 2010, something like that. I want to say it might have been in 3D. Oh, you know what? I totally remember seeing the trailers for that movie. And it's set in it's set in like Louisiana or some shit like that and some I don't remember how. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But somehow a bunch of sharks get loose in Lake Pontchartrain or some shit like that. Hmm. <laughs> so it's like it's like sharks in the bayou kind of. <laughs> but there's like a bunch. It's like a bunch of like exotic sharks from all over the world or something oh, like man. they somehow get loose. So there's like they're having to fight like all of these different types of sharks. Man, it's fucking at that stupid. Point, they should have just done sharks versus gators. Right, right. Well, um, you know, Tommy Wiseau has been uh, working on that uh, that movie Big Shark for a while that is uh, also supposedly uh, set in New Orleans. Hopefully we get that. Because I, you know what? If it comes out, we're going to cover it. Oh, yeah. That's oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you know, like it's been like the rumors about it have have been swimming around uh, for a few years. But Tommy Wiseau did recently uh, tweet out the first uh, concrete like promotional material I've seen for it, which is just like the mo- the the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it who oh boy. It looks like a Tommy Wiseau movie. That's for for damn sure. Um, But, uh, you know, his ride or die, Greg Zestero is back. Uh, So, I mean, I'll definitely be seeing that movie when it comes out. But uh, inshallah, it happens soon. You know, the other big shark (laughs) movie franchise that we haven't covered 
that has uh, certainly made waves, so to speak, is uh, Sharknado. Yeah, you know, Sharknado, I I think was was a fun novelty when like the first one came out. Yeah, but then. Uh, they got a little up their ass with like the like intentionally a bad self-aware a little too self-aware there, it was like this weird like horseshoe effect where like when you get too self-aware it becomes cringy yeah you know like a little bit of self-awareness is good um but yeah i definitely think those sharknado movies kind of get like that um, well at a certain point like the plots just get stupid over the top like yeah you know i think at one point they're they're like in space yeah there's like five or there's been like five or six of them at this point i think i've seen like the first two maybe the first three but yeah i think in like five they've they go to space (laughs) and it's like you know while i would love to see a shark movie in space like the shark new movie is too self-aware yeah is i i want to i want to see i do want to see like a, a campy dumb space shark movie see and but you do it you do it like uh you do it like alien style i think yeah where there's that, like that a, premise is cool like a space shark that yeah. swims in, in outer the, space swims through the void yeah yeah and like you're on that you've got a, some protagonists on like a small ship like out in the middle of nowhere in space you know and they they come across uh, up upon this uh this nasty alien shark that starts like tearing apart the ship and they have to get creative to survive like it's a it's dumb but i think that i think there's potential there you yeah. know on the subject of mediocre shark movies do you see that movie from like 2015 2016 the shallows with uh the the blake yeah, lively yeah one? i did thought that was uh, that movie was okay that movie was it was okay it was yeah, okay it wasn't bad it was okay um anyway we've uh, we've gotten sidetracked uh between the two of us jaws 2 gets a very middle of the road 2.8 out of 5 see it or don't i guess <laughs> yeah definitely one of those well, next week we're covering Finally. one that's definitely a see it, and that's the Northman. Yes, Robert Eggers' new Viking fantasy epic, ninety Hell, million dollar yes. blockbuster hit. So excited! We we're uh, we were gonna cover it this week, but um, Cleves at pa- Cleves is at PAX right now, um, so we uh, that'll that'll be next week. So, um, by the time that comes out, you'll have had a chance to see it. Um, that's, uh, definitely a movie I'm excited to see in theaters. Definitely feels like a theater movie. I hope it's, uh, loud and intense and everything I could hope for. I have no reason to believe that Robert Eggers will let me down. I'm, uh, looking forward to it greatly. Um, eh. Cleveland's not here. I don't, we don't need to do a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, the sponsor is uh, go uh, go get some exercise. Eat some vegetables. They're good for you. Yeah. Go for a swim in the water with the sharks. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Okay. That'll, that'll do it for us this week. A short and sweet 
concise episode. Uh, if you like the show, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You know the deal. You can uh, become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out, as always, to our honorary pod boy, Sam Simon. Sam, we love you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And you know Cleveland stuff. He's he tweets sometimes for Light Arc Studio. He's uh doing stuff for Dread XP. He's at PAX right now, but that'll be over by the time this episode comes out. So yeah. if you missed it, Go Sorry. check out Spookware. Spookware and, uh, and My Friendly Neighborhood and Sucker for Love and all of the other ones. Yeah, uh, they have a they have quite a catalog at this point. Oh yes, so there's plenty to pick from, and and more on the way. So uh, y- you know the drill. All right, well that'll do it for us this week. Um, keep it salty. 